Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is probably most well-known for playing in the Marvel movies. I think that's what most actors today are most known for, given that we are in a world where you have to be in previous IP, typically Marvel, DCU, to stay relevant. That actors here and there, even well-respected ones like Amy Adams and Michelle Williams and so forth, like all these actors have to find some bit, Anthony Hopkins, they have to find bit parts. But he was Hawkeye in the MCU. But today we're going to talk about his career and his personal life and how, you know, I don't know, whether it's because of things he's done or just he's gotten the shaft so many times. Poor Renner has had had so many missed opportunities in his career. And I don't know if I should be sad about it or not. But either way, he's 52 years old. His dad ran a bowling alley in California in the San, San Joaquin, as my people would say, San Joaquin. Valley of California. And he was interested in acting. He worked his way up. He was in small bit roles like a lot of these actors are. And uh, he was in bit roles in The Net, the old Sandra Bullock movie. And Time of Your Life, the TV show that I remember this show, the Jennifer Love Hewitt spinoff of Party of Five because I had a crush on her. Eventually, he got noticed for doing a role of Jeffrey Dahmer called Dahmer in 2002. And then that got him some heat, as they would say. Then he had a small role in SWAT, the classic Samuel L. Jackson, Colin Farrell movie. The LL Cool J's in that too. He's got a role in that, and that gave him a little more fame. And then he got a role in 2007 in the assassination of Jesse James, the Brad Pitt vehicle. He was in that. And then he was in 28 Weeks Later, the sequel to 28 Days Later. And then eventually, he got his big break with The Hurt Locker. So The Hurt Locker is a movie that takes place during the Iraq War. It takes place in 2009. It follows like a group of explosive ordinance people. And it's directed by Catherine Bigelow, who's, I mean, arguably the most prestigious female director that I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe Jane Campion is... is Probably in terms of the Oscars. But Bigelow's done well in the Oscars. Uh, she did very well with Hurt Locker. But she also was involved in Point Break, the classic Keanu Reeves Swayze movie. Um, she also did K-19, The Widowmaker, directed that. Strange Days, Zero Dark Thirty later on. And with Hurt Locker, she won Best Picture and Best Director, and I think she's the first female Best Director winner of all time. And she was married to Cameron, James Cameron. You know, James Cameron has a history of being with his co-stars. He was married to Linda Hamilton during the Terminator peak, and then he married Susie Amos, the redhead in Titanic, got a small role there, and then he just rinsed lathers and repeats with some of his co-stars. But prior to her being famous, she was with uh, James Cameron. So that movie really launched him. He got an Academy Award nomination for that role, and he's good in that role. I'm going to give him credit for that. And then he follows that up in the next year with The Town. This is the Ben Affleck-directed movie 
about the bank heists. He's great in this movie. He's really good in this movie. And if you look at his personal life, is he really acting? We'll talk about this at the end, but his his character in that, Affleck is trying to be, he's the straight man. He wants to do it the right way. And Renner's character is like the the live wire on edge, you know, just doesn't have any, he, he's all id, whereas Affleck is more of the super ego. And he's just very good in that movie. I think that he does a great job. From there, he starts getting into IP. So in particular, he gets into Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. He's Brant. This this is the MI of uh, the Burj Khalifa skyscraper hanging off the side of the skyscraper. And he enters the MI world in this movie. And I think he's fine. He doesn't really do much in the movie, but he's fine. Then he starts doing MCU stuff. He's got an uncredited work in Thor, but really it's in the Avengers. He comes in 2012 where he's Hawkeye. Also in 2012, he does The Bourne Legacy. So with The Bourne Legacy, this was after Damon, Matt Damon. This is after Damon had done his Bourne movies. And so the plan was, we're going to continue this series with The Bourne Legacy. And so Renner plays Aaron Cross. And this is, I mean, maybe this is an indictment of Renner, but this is the only Bourne movie I have not seen. So after this movie came out and commercially did fine, they're like, uh, no, we're going to give it back to Damon. We'll just give Damon an insane amount of money to come back and do Bourne one more time, which they did. And in the, in the Bourne movie, that Damon came back and did. He speaks like, I don't know, 30 words in the entire movie. But he got passed up on that property. Then he does Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters in 2013 with Gemma did. Maybe a future sexy Saturday. Maybe. Maybe. So in this movie, they play Hans and Grenell, who are older, and now they're witch hunters because of what happened to them as a child. 2013 is also a good year. He does The Immigrant with My Girl, My Sexy Saturday, Marion Cotillard. He's not good in this movie. So this movie, is she plays a Polish immigrant, and this is taking place in, I think, 1920s, you know, peak of Ellis Island, right before nativism kicked in. And Joaquin Phoenix plays the man who brings Emilia Contillard, and he's kind of a master manipulator. And Renner is the the next guy that comes in and kind of plays the love interest who tries to help her get out of this world of prostitution that Joaquin Phoenix's character put her in. And Cotillard and Joaquin Phoenix are doing a very good job in this movie, and Renner is just, eh, bland. Then in 2013, too, he does American Hustle, one of my favorites, future movie I love, because Cooper, Adams, even, I have to say, Jennifer Lawrence, and of course, Christian Bale are all just amazing in this movie. This is uh, David O. Russell's work. Renner plays the corrupt mayor. He's decent in this movie, but not, he can't compete with the other four. But he's, he's doing a great run in this. You look from Hurt Locker, which is 2009, 2008, I should say, to 2013. I mean, he's just getting in a lot of great works. He's doing the Bourne movies, the Mission Impossible. Let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. He's working with a lot of good directors, a lot of previous IP. And then things start going downhill. 2014, he does Kill the Messenger about the journalist Gary Webb. Uh, I know this story back from my conspiracy days. He was a journalist that was investigating the CIA and their connections to selling and distributing cocaine and some of their connections to more nefarious, uh, well, just keep it vague stuff. And then he ended up with a, what they say in the police reports, two self-inflicted gunshot wounds to the head. Huh. 2015, he does Avengers Age of Ultron. Of course, it's oh god. Then in 2015, he does Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Plays the same character. Then he's in 2016, Marvel Civil War, Captain America. You know how I feel about Marvel movies. 2016, re-teams with my girl, Amy Adams, in Arrival. Denis Villeneuve directed that movie. Interesting movie. I think it's a, it you know, deals with a lot of existential stuff. Amy Adams is decent. I don't think that's one of her better works. I think the movie works because of, of, of Villeneuve. I think he's an amazing director, as you can see in the Dune movies. Uh, but Renner's Renner. Again, you're going to get more of the Renner's Renner. 2017, he's got a role in The House. That's the Will Ferrell Amy Poehler movie. They're a couple that have to turn their house into a gambling place. 2018, he does the movie Tag. Tag, to me, is like a ripoff of Game Night. So in this movie, it's got Ed Helms from The Hangover. It's got John Hamm from Mad Men. And essentially, what every year during the month of May, these old-time friends, who are all now in their 30s, play a game of Tag. And Renner's character is the guy who's never been tagged because he's so fast and elusive and so forth. So in this in the movie, it's May of, of a particular year, and the other four guys decide this is the year they're going to eventually get him. And so he kind of, it's kind of a spinoff of his Hawkeye, I'm a superhero, because he's got like super fast powers, and even though he's a human, but he's just got super fast abilities not to get tagged. It's a cute movie, but I think Game Night's better. 2019, he does Endgame. You know, whatever. And so what happens is, now, at this point in the mid-20-teens, he gets passed up on the Bourne movies. They decide not to give him that franchise. Then he gets passed up on Mission Impossible because there was talk after Rogue Nation that they, that, that, that they were just going to give him the lead on the MI movies. But I think two things changed in their mind there. A, he's not good of an actor. and he, he, People will not turn out to see him as the MI guy. And I think they realized that with his work in the MCU and his work in the Mission Impossible movies that he just doesn't have the charisma. He, he just doesn't have it. So they kind of set him up to take over, kind of like what they did with Shia LaBeouf in the Indiana Jones Crystal Skull movie. And then they realize, yeah, that ain't going to work. 
and so they set him up in the MI movies and they realize no, it's not going to work. And then I'm sure Cruise is like, yeah, I'm going to do these movies until I die doing one of these movies. And of course, you, you listen to Tom Cruise. So he was supposed to be in the MI movie, the Mission Impossible movie, Fallout, but he wasn't in that. And I think it's due to scheduling things. But he's not, he's not going to be, unless there's a cameo in Mission Impossible 7, I think what, Dead Reckoning, the one that's coming out this summer. He's not, he's not coming back for that. And I think some of it is maybe there were some bridges burnt because of him not being invited back. And I think also just his career has kind of gone downhill where maybe it's like not even worth to have him. They want to bring back one of my sexy Saturdays, Rebecca Ferguson, and they want to bring back Vanessa Kirby because they're the eye candy. But when it comes to his, his, his movies, it, it, it's just he's not that hot anymore. Like you remember what they say in uh, Zoolander, oh, Hanzo, that Hanzo, he's so hot, as Will Ferrell says. So Renner is not hot as much anymore. And I think that that played a role in it. Because if you look after 2018, he does tag. Then he's in Endgame in 2019. And then nothing. I mean, it's just... He gets the Hawkeye TV show on Disney Plus for six episodes. And he's just been doing television. He's been doing television. He did Mayor of Kingstown. I think that's supposed to come back after his injury. But that's one of the... uh, Taylor Sheridan universe stuff. You know, he's the guy that does Yellowstone and all the Yellowstone spinoffs. He co-created Mayor of Kingstown. And I've not watched that show. And so that's pretty much his professional life. He is slated to possibly be in the upcoming Marvel movie. But after Jonathan Majors, what's going on with him? Who knows what's going to be going on in the Kang Dynasty movies. But he's rumored to come back as Hawkeye. We don't really know. Now... As I just mentioned tangentially, his personal life is pretty interesting. Not so much uh, until recently, but let me tell you, he's, he's, he's had a pretty contentious relationship with his ex. But he did have an injury. I think some of you guys know that he was run over by his large snowcat. He lives in rural Nevada. And on New Year's Day, he broke 30 bones when he was run over by a snowplow and he currently is convalescing, and they say that at this point he's beginning to walk again. He, he has enough strength to walk with a cane, so you know, God bless that he's convalescing and doing well. Because at, that, at the time when it came out, we were like, uh-oh, he might die. Now, personal life. Now, from the Red Pill perspective, we always like to look at these things. I, I mentioned in Sexy Saturday how I like it when these people have pretty boring domestic lives. Jeremy Renner's not one of them. So Jeremy Renner was dating this model, Sonny Pacheco, about 10 years ago. She seems to be a gold-digging whore. Let's be real. Okay, so she gets, because of, of getting hooked on to Jeremy Renner, when he's still relatively his peak, he's doing American Hustle, she has a cameo appearance in American Hustle, the David O. Russell movie. So they have a daughter. Get this. Do the timeline. They get married in January of 2014. She births out his daughter in March of that year. So it was a whoops pregnancy. I don't know how whoops it is. You know, there's that red pill term, baby rabies, when a woman gets pregnant on purpose. She, she, she got some baby rabies because she knew, you know, this, this guy makes bank. He's in the MCU. He's a famous celebrity. And uh, whoops pregnancy. 
He's like, I'll do the right thing. Let's get married. You know, he's white knighted. I'll, 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 I'll marry. I'll do the right thing. The noble thing. So they have a daughter in March of that year. They get married in January, as I mentioned. Oh, by December, she's divorcing him. Citing irreconcilable differences. And this is the, the world you get with no-fault divorce. You could sneeze the wrong way. Somebody can divorce you at any time. So then the rumors started coming out. And it's really a question of who do you believe? Who do you believe? Because the optic looks bad. The optic looks like she's a gold digger. And she, if you look at her, she doesn't look like some pristine beauty. She meets this guy, gets impregnated, births out the kid, divorces him less than a year later. Doesn't look good on her part. So what happened? Pacheco says that Renner has a history of, wait for it, we know what's coming. Violent behavior, right? It's like anytime someone wants to get out of a marriage, you can just throw out the, they're narcissistic, controlling, psychologically abusive, especially psychologically abusive, because what does that mean? You, you can't quantify that. See, physical abuse you can quantify because there's bruises. Psychological abuse could be like, I want to go out with my girlfriends at three in the morning when she's married, and you, you're, the husband's like, no, you can't do that. You're psychologically abusive. It's like, no, maybe I don't want you to do You're psychologically abusive. Either way, so she accuses of him. According to her, which she reported to E.T., she Renner allegedly threatened to kill Pacheco and himself, even putting a gun in his mouth and firing into the ceiling one night while the kids slept. In other court documents, Pacheco alleged that the nanny overheard Renner saying he was going to Pacheco's house to kill her and then himself because it was better that the kid had no parents than to have her as a mother. The documents also say that Pacheco claims that he has an ongoing history of substance abuse and that he is under the influence of cocaine and alcohol around the daughter. Then there was a case where Pacheco said that Renner was biting the four-year-old he says that they were just playing the game of nibble game. Either way, both of them have filed for sole custody. In particular, Pacheco wants sole custody. Renner wants sole custody. And they've been fighting here and there over and over and over. Renner has always claimed innocence and says all this stuff is nonsense. Who really knows? Now, going back to his role in the town, would I be surprised? If Renner is like his character in the town, no. Would I be surprised if Renner does have emotional issues and has violent outbursts? No. And some of you guys are going to decide with the man all the time. No, I think that there might be a chance. Is there a chance? And I don't think... I don't think he was under drugs and alcohol in the accident because then this would kind of corroborate what she's saying. But I think that they did a toxicology on him and that he was free of alcohol and drugs. And, um, you know, is there a chance that she's full of sheet rock and that she is a gold digging whore who just wants to get money and she's one of these cluster B personality disorder whack jobs who is just defaming him and practicing parental alienation uh, with the daughter to get the, the daughter to hate him and try to get him in trouble and ruin his career. You know, hell hath no fury, like Medea, Euripides is Medea, that kind of thing. Yes, I mean, for sure. I mean, we see this in Hollywood all the time. So I am not here to pass a verdict because I don't really know. I would not be surprised if Renner, like a lot of Hollywood people, look at Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, even in his peak, 
but certainly, you know, I would say like when he did Allied in 2015 and and Fury and some of these movies, he he was, and he admits it now, total drunkard. He was drunk all the time, and he's, he had to go sober, and he's sober now. So it's not surprising if a celebrity is doing drugs and alcohol, and during these times, he pulls a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, and is like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to... Even Johnny, I don't think even Johnny Depp said that to Amber Heard after he found out Amber Heard was banking, was uh, screwing both Elon Musk and James Franco and inviting them back to Depp's condo when he was out filming whatever movie. He, she would bring him back, bring these dudes back and bang them at Johnny Depp's condo. And you can look this up. This all came out in the court documents. They have camera footage of the elevators of Elon Musk and Franco going up to Amber Heard's in Johnny Depp's condo at three in the morning. And you know, when they were asked, they're like, no comment, no comment, no comment. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does have alcohol and drug issues. And maybe this was one of the reasons why his career hasn't been as great. Maybe he got passed over for MI and for the Bourne movies. I don't really know. I don't, I don't think so. Like if I had to guess, I, I think he has no more of a drug and alcohol issue than, than the common man. And I think he just was white knighted by a woman that was out to use him and manipulate him. And I think the better reason why his career, and certainly he's past his peak. I don't think he was included in the three-part series that May and I didn't have these actors past their peak. But, I mean, look, he, he's, he's on television, and I, 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 I don't think he's ever going to get back to working with top-notch directors and being in, what, three simultaneous previous IP franchises like he was in the past. I mean, he'll always find a role somewhere. Uh, but I think he's just, he lacks... He lacks charisma. And look, look, he's, he's one thing that doesn't help him in terms of being a leading man is that maybe he's not the best looking dude, especially now he's in his 50s. He's only five foot eight. Yes, I didn't affect Tom Cruise and Kevin Hart, but you know, those, those are exceptions. And I think just he lacks chemistry on screen. And you can see that played out in a lot of the movies that I already mentioned. He's kind of bland. Not like Paul Rudd, Jason Bateman bland, where I put them on The Emperor Has No Clothes. And I didn't want to put Renner in that series because I think Renner does have a little more talent, as you can see played out in some of the movies that we talked about, in particular The Town. But I think in The Hurt Locker too. But I think he just doesn't have that charisma. And Hollywood is is all about getting a return on investment on their movies. They want to make money. And they can sniff out when actors and actresses don't have it. And I think they realize that Renner didn't have it. And that's why he got passed over for these things. Either way, Jeremy Renner, I wish you the best dealing with your cluster B whack job X because your kid is still, what, what, your kid's nine? So you got another at least nine years of dealing with having to pay child support and dealing with a woman who clearly wants to probably ruin your life. And I certainly wish you best in convalescing from your, your freak accident. And um, hopefully you'll get back and you can get back to your, your TV show. And I wish you the best. Guys. Please rate and review right now if you haven't done so already. It helps with the algorithm. I'll post a poll over a Facebook group. There's a link in the episode notes. Also at Spotify. You can post comments for this episode and I'll put a poll over there what you think about Renner. There's a link for PayPal in the episode notes and a link to the website that hosts the Eclectical Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.